You're listening to JM Partners Atlanta Market East Drop, a quick real estate update from Jerry Metcalf Partners, real estate agents on the ground in Atlanta, talking about what it's like, what to expect, the pros, the cons, and what to consider to align yourself and your loved ones for the best opportunities. Hi, everybody. It's the Jerry Metcalf Partners eavesdrop, um, weekly eavesdrop market update from on the ground. It's me, Jerry, Bridget Posey, Adam Vickers, and Chad Carreras. We are going to talk about, we talked about interest rates. We talked about furlough. We talked about COVID. We talked about the fact that the market is booming. We talked about what prices are doing. We talked about we've had a better recovery year over year, this year to last year in sales and price improvements. And today we're going to give it even a little more on the ground and talk about what are the decision, what are like the decisions driving buyers today? What's really, okay, the market's good, the interest rates are good, but when they choose that house, what's driving that decision? What makes a house special? Oh, yeah. And in special, because beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Right. Adam, your thoughts on that? Uh, well, I mean, there are three obvious ones that I think we all know um, on what makes uh, a buyer want to buy the house. But I mean, obviously, price, condition. Price is always the seller's favorite to hear. Oh, yeah. But condition's huge and accessibility is also incredibly huge on getting exactly. out. Exactly. And price, price is the lens through which they see the house. We have to be careful with that. But it's amazing what we can do with the price when mm-hmm. the condition and the accessibility work. I think we're going to share some stories. Let's start. We're going to, do, we're going to, save, we're going to save everybody's favorite for last price. Um, I love talking about, and Bridget, you had a recent one on, we, we say condition, might maybe we would say presentation. On you had a house where it, it was kind of laid out where buyers, you know, the buyers might not have liked it and you kind of reconfigured it so the buyers loved the layout and the presentation of the house. Tell us a little bit about that. So, the sellers were motivated to do this very quickly. And we took about seven days to really transform the house from what was a normal home in the middle of COVID to a beautiful showstopper. And there were a lot of people that came in and helped out in that. Um, But one of the bigger things that I had suggested was actually they had, turned in what was supposed to be like the downstairs guest bedroom into their schoolroom slash uh, playroom. And I actually asked them to switch it back. And it's funny because I almost hesitated because I was like, oh, that's a lot of work. Maybe they're not going to want to do that, but it needed to be done. And she agreed and, and they got it done. I mean, they had people help them as well, but it worked perfectly because yeah. they were able to move the playroom back upstairs or create what was never a playroom before to an upstairs room. And it actually worked out perfectly. Well, the house sold, I think the first day you had kind of a grand opening, mini grand opening being it was COVID with the masks and everything, but you sold it to one of the first buyers that came the first day. Yes, we did. Which, so there we're talking about in every single house, all three factors apply. So that was number one condition. You also made it accessible by creating a time frame for which they would access the property. Mm-hmm. And that accessibility helps sell the house. 
but let's talk a little more about accessibility. Adam, I know you and I have had a, a, a we've had, well, we've all had several, but one comes to mind, especially on this topic of accessibility. It was during COVID, older parents, limited, you know, and a baby and a limited schedule. And it was going to be, this property was listed for, listed for in the 500. So there was literally, there was, there's going to be a lot of showing. So how do you take that situation and make it accessible without the seller's wanting to kill you and getting all the buyers in and getting the offer? Because that's a lot of times where the deal doesn't happen because the accessibility isn't done the right way. So give us. Sure. Yeah. It, it could be challenging knowing that there was going to be a lot of showings to have a random showing here, then another one two hours later, and then one uh, three hours after that. And when you have a baby and some older parents, it just becomes a nightmare for them to try to keep their house in showing condition. Um, it, it, so there was going to be a lot of canceled showing. So what we we're able to do is just for an entire weekend, allocate a time block on a Friday, a Saturday, a Sunday, a three hours, four hours, of all the showings will be done in this time frame. That way they could predict, they're like, okay, we know we're not gonna have a showing any other time other than these time blocks out and then they could plan their schedule around it. And, and that way it, it, it sets the expectations for the buyers. Um, they know what? exactly in the house and for the sellers on. Um, and it made it, we made it accessible enough for the buyers that we made it accessibility reasonable that they could get in and kind of to your point, on that one, we knew we were gonna have a lot of showings, but we didn't quite know what to do yet. And we started getting the calls. And the minute we were like, oh, showing, 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 we said, okay, let's make a plan. What's the plan that we can create predictability and really good accessibility that drives demand, drives an offer quickly. And that was, an, and every listing's a little bit different. You analyze the market, how to make it accessible, how to get the showing so it's, you know, not so, conflicting or inconvenient for the seller, even though it always is a little bit, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, that was, that was a, that was a great, one of the great examples of kind of custom creating accessibility. Um, and then the, the last one, does anybody have, have anything when they add about accessibility to showings or condition or before we hit on their favorite on the price? Um, when you just, Chad mentioned the polls, but I mean, that's yeah. you have one or you don't, or you have ability for one or you don't. So, and the kind of the one I think that is driving a lot of buyers is they want to pull, and it takes I think it's like what is it like a year or two wait list with most pool companies to get a pull in? So like let's well, just go buy a house with a pool because right. interest rates are good. That's true, but it would be nice for the sellers to know if you can do a pool. <laughs> that sounds like like I've got some clients that want to put in a pool, and the sellers need to know if we can put in a pool. Right. I mean, I'm asked that every day. Well, ahead. that kind of touches on the fourth one. The marketing of the property is also key. We should know. We should remember that for our listings. Right. But, exactly. Really, uh, for condition, um, the smell, and so we were the, like the smell of the house because everyone has like their own. I mean, my natural smell is Chanel cologne, but you know, I smell. <laughs> mine's Coco Mademoiselle. Um, but you know, some people not, not the same. So, um, we've walked into houses. I mean, just a, about two weeks ago, we were out looking at properties. We, it was a, a gorgeous house that they were so excited to see. We walked in and it smelled like, I mean, it smelled like they had just made dinner or something. And oh, it, yeah. you feel like you're in someone else's Especially space. Especially if you made it with any onions or gar, I mean, garlic. 
And we literally, we walked in the foyer and walked right back out. And it was a million something dollar house. So and it was be- uh, probably beautiful. It just, it was. wow. It was. But yeah, and don't just mask it with Febreze because some. Febreze well, everybody knows Febreze. I know what that is. That's a great testament to you to sometimes people assume like the right buyer is going to love my house and they're just going to see it for what it is. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing how they don't because why are, buyers are going through a weeding out process. They're not just going to go, oh, that's the one and decide why it's the one and look for what's great. They're going to look for the reasons not to buy it. And it's very much a process of elimination for them. So make sure we don't, you don't give them a reason to eliminate it. It's a great, something that we, because you don't always smell like when you live in it. Right. Yeah. It's these subconscious um, emotional decisions. Exactly. Um, So condition, price. I mean, accessibility, Accessibility. that one's key. And that one can be so frustrating for buyers and sellers. And I think it's understanding, especially as a seller, how to position it to make it accessible and workable for everybody, for the buyer. Um, Because I I think there's a lot of deals. Actually, the first house I bought with my husband, we didn't buy it because we couldn't get in it. And we're like, well, we know we like that one and we're ready. Let's just go make an offer on it. Forget the other one. And I think about that all the time. So for every house, that accessibility, let's talk a little bit about, we're going to do one on marketing next week, everybody, because that is the other one, marketing it for the right buyer. But today, the last one is price. Price is funny because everybody's like, yeah, my realtor just tells me to reduce it. Um, That's where, yeah, because condition and accessibility, if we can't change those, we can always change price because that's one of the levers that we can control. But also, what are some examples y'all have for us on some things that have happened in pricing properties and the difference that it makes and how it drives? There's the list price and the sold price and how they drive one another. And a lot of times it depends on the buyers because you'll have certain buyers who are super analytical and are going to just look at the numbers and really break it down and try to dissect it like to a degree. And you just, you either can do that or you can't. But yeah. And then there are other buyers who, you know, it depends on when they come into the market, but I assume at this moment we're talking about one that's just been on the market for a while. Otherwise we wouldn't be having to have the price discussion or the price reduction discussion. Well, when it's not on the market, you got to decide where you're going to come or, in. Right. We still have to decide where. Like we we want to, a lot of people say I want to have room to negotiate. I, I think there are a couple things you can do on price. I think maybe there are some sellers that don't really fully understand what that means. And, and it's, pricing it appropriately, but even if you price it a little bit lower, you're also going to start generating some additional interest to get more offers to to increase the price. I mean, we see every single day houses selling for over asking price with multiple offers, but if it was listed for 15, 20,000 more than that, because you're leaving room for negotiation, you would have never gotten to that point because it didn't drive the interest as before. So I just think it's really powerful to try to make sure- What's interesting in Atlanta, Atlanta's a market where, you know, in all of Metro Atlanta, the average sales price is 250 In Atlanta, like, you, there are a lot of markets like Brookhaven, the average list price is, I mean, sell price is over half a million. And Buckhead, like the hard, like area 21, average sales price is a million. So at over a million, that kind of has been happening a lot too, which is interesting. Because a lot of times there's the assumption that that doesn't happen and that price point, when the condition, the accessibility are done right, it drives the multiple offers when the price is also right. And I know we've, had, we've all had some recent experiences um, with buyers and sellers and that. So, 
Chad, you have so little to say today. And Adam is like throwing out the good stuff. No, I mean, you guys, you're, you're covering it too. Um, I think another- Chad just properly prepared us today, everybody. <laughs> kind of going to like pricing, right? Another thing is, you know, when, when you guys were talking about sellers want to leave room for negotiation, because that's absolutely true. And that's how most rational, normal people think. Um, but I will say it's so interesting because some buyers are almost scared to make offers because they could have gotten burned on another property and almost embarrassed if they, you know, if a seller made them feel like their offer was inappropriate or too low. Or... And it's funny how sensitive it is in residential. Exactly. Because well, it's... it's also there. They decide on what to make an offer on based on what the price is. And they make the offer on the one that the price is already more attractive for what the condition yeah. and accessibility are. And they also make the offer on the one they're afraid of losing. Because what is the saying? People are more, people will take action out of a fear of loss faster than they will out of a fear of not, out of not gaining something. Did I say that right? Probably. That sounded right. Chris Voss, that, the difference, my favorite book. He says it much better. I forget how. But <laughs> no, great point. We've all got to, we've all got appointments in literally like five minutes, especially Bridget. So we're going <laughs> to run, but market eavesdrop, Jerry Metcalf partners, everybody today was what's driving buyers from the ground. Thank you. Everybody have a great week. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to the JM Partners Atlanta Market Eavesdrop. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and share with your friends who might be moving or who just want to keep up with the latest on the Atlanta residential market. You can find us anytime online at jmpartners.io. That's jmpartners.io.